Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to The Wedding at Cana. It's episode 58 of Be With Me. This is from John chapter 2. Read with me. On the third day, this is the first week of Jesus' ministry. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. So Jesus is a plus one. No, he's a plus 12. Then here's the problem. Verse three. When the wine ran out. So the crisis. So some say this might be a a spiritual metaphor about the barrenness of Israel and the Jews sort of at the end of their rope with self-righteousness. But hey, it's at least a crisis in a wedding for those of you who have been to a wedding or maybe ran a wedding before, put a wedding on. Okay, so the mother of Jesus says to Jesus, they have no wine. And Jesus says to her, woman, what does that, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not come. Now, this is an interesting line because through the Gospel of John, this turn of phrase doesn't mean just like, hey, it's not time in general. My hour refers in John like seven times to the crucifixion of Jesus. So this is the first official act of Jesus's public ministry. And in line four, he's already referring to his ultimate purpose, which is his suffering, crucifixion, payment for sin. Uh, he really sort of like drops a very serious bomb on this by referring to this as his hour not yet coming. But in the meantime, so yes, it's not time for Jesus's crucifixion. But in the meantime, this happens. Verse five. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And then some sort of a miracle must happen here because he says to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. And they take it. And here we find the hired master uh, running headlong into the real master and seeing the glory of the master. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine. And he did not where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first. And when the people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. Verse 11. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory. And his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there a few days. So who doesn't like a wedding? And who doesn't like a glass of wine? And who doesn't like a vat of wine? And who doesn't like a whole jar full, 30-gallon jar full of wine? And who doesn't like six of 
those jarfuls of wine, of, of wine. This is, let's talk about wine for a second. So I imagine that this was, uh, the, the master of the, of the feast mentions its quality. And I just have to think that this is the best wine that's ever been created. So it has some value. And think of the volume of it as well. The six stone jars for the purification holds 30 gallons each. So this is 600 liters, 800 bottles of wine. So one of the things that Jesus does is likely, I don't think they're going to finish 66 cases of, of, of wine halfway through the wedding. But... Uh, so there's some value of this wine, and it's said that this was his his wedding gift was all this great wine that this young couple could use. So he manifests his glory. So what's the glory of God? It says here that uh, this is the first of his signs, and a, a sign is is an attestation of Jesus that is used for belief it's a, it's something that's supposed to point us towards belief and it manifests its glory so what's his glory the glory glory in my opinion is the character of god it's the or the characteristics of god and when it's manifest that is that we can see it it's where he shows himself to be god to us he's always been god it's just that he shows himself in this in this case his creator and his friend and as joy person one of the thoughts i had of today was just the joy if you threw a wedding would your understanding of god be that he would show up in other words is your is the view is your view of god so so dour that god would be such a fuddy duddy in your mind that he wouldn't show up to celebrate and not only celebrate with a barrel of wine so this is a, a, a sign of Jesus' joy. We've got friends here. We've got families here. We have abundance here. We have wedding. And we have God present. Now, God is present at every single wedding in the world, Christian or non-Christian, pagan, Buddhist, it doesn't matter, because what does the joining of a husband and wife? Well, God says he does the joining. What God has joined together, let no one put asunder. It's one of his gifts to all of mankind. So we have God showing up at every wedding, and then we have him literally showing up here at this particular wedding and blessing this uh, wedding. So we we have the, the servants seeing the glory of the master. Then we have the um, the master of the house, the master of the wedding, seeing the glory of the master. And then as the wine get passed around and the disciples know what's, know what's going on, we see his glory going around. So I just see in this story just Jesus' tremendous abundance, his friendship, his his uh, being invited to the party even, and this, this time of celebration and abundance and Jesus participating in it and manifesting his glory in this great situation. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a joyful manifesting day. See you tomorrow.